up, bros? I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This, gosh, Sam is on it trying to sneak one past me. No, <laughs> no we, uh, of course not. Yeah, uh, bad planning this week. So we had to record this one a little earlier than we usually do. Yeah. Um, and that's why we don't post like when we're going to go live. <laughs> it is, it's, yeah. It is just as big of a surprise to us as it is to you guys. <laughs> he's not wrong he's not wrong yeah um anyway in 4k spotlight this week we got one new movie release that we're going to talk about uh nothing in through the wall unfortunately i mean it's been slow just because strikes and and whatnot so understandable yeah pay the man come on hollywood Yeah, so we will be getting straight into our headliner, um, where we we blah, 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 where we will be breaking down Gran Turismo. And I just came from this movie like maybe like six hours ago. Okay, I saw this movie like two weeks ago, so this is going to be an yeah. interesting review. Very interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah. But with that, let's say we get into this. Let's do it. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. All righty, starting off with 4K Spotlight. Rose, do you want to tell everyone uh, what we got this week? I would love to, if it wants to work for me, maybe. There we go. Thank you. All right, so coming to Blu-ray this week, uh, this Tuesday, uh, we got The Little Mermaid, the uh, live-action remake, which I know both Caleb and I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, If you want to see our review, be sure to check it out. Um, or I guess not see our review, listen to our review because <laughs> we weren't doing, yeah, we weren't doing live streams a couple months ago, were we back in May? I want to say no. Okay. Um, I think our first one was across the spider verse, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. But we weren't, yeah, but we weren't like live streaming anything. That's true. Yeah. It was just a test back then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but see, yeah, so. Uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, this is just the uh, bare bones Blu-ray. Um, I mean, you know, it's like the classic poster that uh, came out with it. Um, just kind of, I feel like zoomed in because uh, in the poster it was definitely more. Um, what's the word? It was more far out. Um, you definitely weren't this uh, close up with uh, Ariel, um, King Trident, and uh, Ursula. Um, so, no, I, I don't mind the cover. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pick up the Blu-ray. Um, but I don't know, Caleb, what do you think? I dig it. I mean, it's definitely like has that classic. I'd like, I'd like to see a side by side comparison to these two, but I feel like it's hard to completely mimic the, the old covers. That's fair. Um, but I mean, I think they did a good enough job. Um, I like the inclusion of, uh, uh, 
like King Triton, Triton and Ursula in the back. And yeah, the only one I think that's missing from the cover is Flounder. Um, You can kind of see it. So he is there. He's uh, on the left. He's on the left of Ariel. On the left. Oh, is well, that not okay. Sebastian? Sorry. Okay. If, okay. From our perspective, it's on Ariel's left. Flounder, Flounder is on her. So Flounder is by King Triton. And then Sebastian is by Ursula. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, so, I just can't. I just can't see it. Like, I mean, that clearly. he's small as hell. I have it like, yeah, I know. I have it like <laughs> shrunk down and. Okay. And shit already. It's just so I have all the other stuff that we use up. No, but, dude. That's fair. Um, okay. Yeah. I see it. I, I made it a little bit bigger. So, yeah, okay. I see it you now. See, you see it now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, so that's the regular Blu-ray release. Um, so there is. Um, so before I move on to the next one, there is a regular 4K release. But Disney is doing the same thing they did with uh, Strange World, um, where the only way that you can get the regular 4K release is through the Disney Movie Club. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm okay with that because, you know, I'm a Disney uh, Movie Club member. Um, you know, don't mean to toot my own horn, but. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> um I mean, but it's nothing. Spe- so I wanted to get a picture of that, but all the pictures were blurry as hell. So you c- can't even see it. Um, but basically that version is just air. It's, it's a close up of Ariel, uh, putting out her hand, reaching towards the surface. So I actually, I, I dig it. I actually like it better than the Blu-ray, uh, cover. Yeah. I kind of dig how that sounds too. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's, like I said, that's the regular, so regular Blu-ray release and then the regular 4k release, you can only get through Disney movie club. Um, so if you want to get the regular four, if you just want to get 4k at any other stores, you have two options. Um, first you can get the, uh, best buy exclusive seal book. Um, right. I actually, I really like this a lot. That's a really nice cover, right? The inside's kind of boring, but yeah, the only thing that I would have, I wouldn't have put Scuttle. I think Scuttle just has a too odd of a shape and it makes her stand out a little too much. But that's fair. I mean, if you wanted to include her, I'd probably throw her like flying or something in the background. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. Is Flounder even there? Um, it looks like he's coming out of the water, like near the, the bottom. Oh, of the there rock. he is. Okay, there he is. Thank you. Um, kind of sick. Yeah, no, like I really like the steelbook. Um, like yeah, I mean yeah, this is this is definitely the version I'm picking up. Um, so yeah, so that's the 4K Best Buy exclusive steelbook, and then we have, honestly, this is probably my least favorite because I feel there is just literally this is just photoshopped. They're just like, okay, yeah. let's take, let's take this, you know, background and then just slap the just uh characters wherever we want to. Yeah. I like, I don't this, like this, this at all. <laughs> I don't like it either. Like this is just the freaking character posters. Yeah, straight up, yeah. Just all mushed together and it 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 does not look good. Nah. I mean, I will say okay, so despite being uh, wow. Okay. So 
what you get with this, you get a, you know, you get a different slipcover than what you would if you got the 4K from Disney Movie Club. But you also get an enamel, ana- oh my god, enamel pin, which is actually the exact same, um, basically cover for the steelbook, and um, like that's cool. Like you know, if I collected pins, I would definitely get it for that. Um, but yeah, just this this cover art sucks. Yeah, it is not good. Yeah, dude. Funny enough, that damn pin has the exact fix for that other one that I would have made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Freaking bastards. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, just this is. Looks like something your average computer nerd could put together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I feel this is like someone's like first day of Photoshop and they're just like, okay, I want to make a movie poster. How many characters can I fit into it? I'm not, I, I don't have, I don't want to make it look like uh, that realistic or make it actually look good. I just want to see how many freaking characters I can fit on one poster without um, what's the word um, going overboard, which honestly, like I feel this is going to war territory. Yeah. yeah <laughs> see, there we go. But even the fact that, um, not only Ariel is included on the top, but then you have like a little version of her, like right next to Ursula swimming up. I was like, why? Like, you didn't need two Ariels. Track. Yeah, I know. And it, it, it's oddly placed too, because it's like right above scuttle and, um, Sebastian standing on a rock. So it kind of looks like she's like mid jump over this rock. It does. Oh, this is so bad. Yeah, I'm freaking like, weird. Nerd. <laughs> I mean, you calling us nerds? I think I mean, he was just correcting uh, uh, the, his last statement. At least I'm assuming so. I mean, either way, it's it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, just oh, my God. Like, I have a feeling that like this is one of the Walmart exclusives that is going to warm the shelves. I don't think anyone's going to buy this version. If they do, it's for that damn pin. Yeah. I mean, I feel people are definitely going to go for the steelbook because that steelbook is gorgeous. Like, yeah, beautiful. Um. And even even the regular Blu-ray is good. And like I said, the 4K, I love the co- the cover of the regular 4K. But yeah, this is awful. Yeah, I. I don't know what I dislike more about this. <laughs> like the, the freaking white background that you have, the. Freaking like smoky look that you have above everything like just ba- using the basic character posters and it's not even like the same like stylized poster either like ursula kind of has like that um really fo- like touched up photoshop look where um prince eric looks like just a straight up screenshot from the movie straight no, like, no enhancements done same thing with like with triton and then Ariel, like, yeah, like those are just freaking character posters. Bad, bad mistakes were made. Yep. A lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that that's it for 4K Spotlight. Um, 
freaking the little mermaid most most of them are winners but um uh there there's one loser and it's definitely this walmart one yeah we got that one stinker (laughs) yep that one stinker all right well cool um but yeah like we said there was nothing else for through the wall um so i do believe that we can get right into our breakdown hell yeah all right let's do this Well, getting right into this week's headliner. Um, so for our breakdown of Gran Turismo, we did post a question of the week that we are going to uh, talk about here right now. Um, so the question that we asked, and we posted this on Instagram and TikTok. Those are usually the two places that you can find that. Oh, and YouTube. You can also find it on YouTube. Um. Yeah, so the question that we asked is, what is a video game skill that you think you could do in real life? And that's just tying into how this movie did. Like this Gran Turismo is a driving simulator and they were able to make this guy a real race car driver and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we just wanted to see... um, what everyone thought that they could do based off of a video game that they've played. Uh, so without further ado, uh, Rose and I are going to pick our, our top five and talk about it. We'll cut, co- we'll come up with a better way to introduce that, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you did great. Yeah. All right. Um, so you want to take this one first? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so coming from TikTok, uh, I got uh, Jack is cool with two red exclamation points. Um, and he said super speed, probably. Super speed? Yes. Super like, speed. Okay. Sounds like the flash. <laughs> it does. Um, I don't know, like off to- not off topic, but like whenever there's like any answer with super speed, I always choose that because like growing up and like even today like if someone like said oh what's like the number one superpower that you would want yeah it's has and always will be super speed that's fair the only issue that i would see with super speed is how how it would affect the rest of your body so the the issue that i i could see coming with like with super speed right okay is like, let's just say you can run, I don't know, like, let's just say like a couple hundred miles an hour. Like, I don't think that's going to affect your physiology too much, but I'm thinking of like with someone like the flash where he's able to run faster than freaking time. Right. Yeah. Like he can run backward, forward in time. Like I, I know some instances where he's been able to run faster than the speed of light. And he's been able to like consume so much knowledge in a certain in a small amount of time because his brain works that fast. Like, 
how freaking trippy would that be? Like if your brain is always on super speed mode, like everything else would just be moving like way slower. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Right? That would that would be trippy as hell. Well, now you're making me reconsider my choice. <laughs> Some <of a> bitch. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, great answer. Yeah. Absolutely, great answer. Um. All right. My first one is coming from uh Sammy Man, uh, who said, "Become an Elder Lord." Is that from Skyrim? I. It might be from Skyrim. Like I, I know that that like an Elder Lord isn't like a Skyrim only term um but like an elder lord is just basically like some sort of like demon or can be a demon like i think every iteration has a different like definition for what defines an elder lord but it's usually just some like great powerful magician Mm -hmm. and or wizard or whatever but yeah i I think, uh, yeah, with how much time I've freaking clocked in with Skyrim, like I, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my my number one. All right, uh, my number two, uh, also from TikTok, uh, from a fella named Jackson, just said jump, jump. I, yep, just <laughs> jump. I like it. So, are we talking like? Mario kind of jump like highest you could ever jump or do you just like no power at all just regular human jump I'm just curious it's probably like a human jump like if just like if he's trying to be completely honest with himself and us (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah like it I think that I, when I saw that one, I think that was just like one of those. Oh, he's being like realistic with with us. So I found that one to be. Kind of I funny. like it. I like it. Good answer, Jackson. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. That was your second pick. Yeah. OK. Uh, my next or my, yeah, my second pick is going to be from uh, Max. Who just said drive. Tying and it into the movie. I love it. Absolutely. I I think that driving simulators, especially ones that are as advanced as like Gran Turismo can be. I think that driving could be a skill that someone could learn uh, through like a video game. Yeah, I mean. This uh, this movie definitely proved that. So, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it wasn't that he learned to drive through a, okay. a video game. Like that's that's true. This was just he knew how to like drive a race car. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, if they would have like expanded on that, maybe if he did, um, like teach himself how to drive, drive. Uh, through Gran Turismo, I think that'd be super impressive. That would have been, yeah, that would have been sick. Yeah, Bush One G. 
Uh, what's up? What's up, man? <laughs> or what's up, G? Oh. What's up, G? <laughs> I don't know. Trying to stay hip. Trying to and failing, <laughs> failing. miserably. <laughs> Damn right, always. Oh man. All right. Uh, what's your next pick? Uh, mine would be uh from Doom Slayer VR. Says survive falling out a cargo plane in the desert, and you know what? I'm gonna um, what's the word? Um, fuck. I'm gonna add to this. I feel the only true way to survive falling out of car out of a cargo plane, um, is uh, having a magic conch shell with you. Um, a magic conch shell. <laughs> according to SpongeBob, that is the only way that you can survive falling out of a cargo plane. You have to have a magic conch shell. Oh, good hell. You're you have to be a conch so, member. You're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a conch member. Dude, I don't know about you. I found that moot or that episode to be so irritating. <laughs> like the part no, okay. I get where you're coming from, but there is some funny shit in that episode where Squidward keeps asking it, can I have something to eat? And he finally just says, Can you say anything but no? She says, Try asking again. Can I have something to eat? No. <laughs> <laughs> just the sass that, that the conch shell gives him is freaking fantastic. Oh man, yeah, I freaking like. It was what for me. It like yes, that shit was funny. I think it just got on my nerves a little bit because it just like I know people that are kind of like that where things they just choose not to do anything or they listen to something stupid and things just kind of end up working out for them. And it, it really aggravates the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> uh, but fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um, was this three? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, my number three is from Noob the Swoob, uh, who answered Fly a Plane. Okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Dude, like the freaking flight simulators that I've seen some people assemble are nuts. Fair. Yeah, like they're they're a little too good, honestly. Yeah, they definitely are. Like, it's freaking wild. Um, like I've seen some like insane ones, like some dude I know he under his stairs, like in his basement, he freaking built a flight simulator that is so like accurate. And he like only flies like little, like he doesn't fly any like the big commercial planes in his uh simulation. It's always like the small, like personal planes, okay. but like it is so freaking accurate. Like he even has like. He has like a full 360 monitor around him so he can like look and see what he's doing at all times. Like it Dude, is that's insane. insane. Yeah, right? Like you got like the the joysticks and or the 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 oh, what do you call them? Like the flight sticks and everything like it's freaking pimped out. So, I mean, it gets I freaking like it. Yeah. I would love to get a game like that or just like 
the only thing I'd want to do like a flight simulator for, because I know some people they full they basically like role play airport. <laughs> oh my Which god! I, yeah, it's freaking okay. like okay, a little right. too over the top. Like yeah. no joke, dude. They have one dude who will jump on the session, and all he does is freaking run uh, air control. Are you freaking and so, kidding like, me? he'll just sit in the tower and like freaking do his thing and like freaking guide traffic, and everyone like listens to him and does their oh shit. Good I'm like, lord. Yeah, I'm like, this seems like too much. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, but um, the only thing I'd want like a flight simulator for would be actually there. There might be a couple things I'd want to get one pimped out for, um, like classic like World War Two dog fighting. Okay, that'd be cool. So instead of having like the two uh, flight sticks, like you'd have that one in the center to freaking fly around and shoot. Like, I think that'd be pretty sick. Um, I'd also want to get one pimped out for that um, Star Wars game. The. Uh, oh, shit. What's it called? Squadrons, I think. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Like that game, I've played a little bit of it and it's freaking fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's freaking hard to do with a controller, but. And so that's why I think getting like a flight stick and everything like that kind of setup would be ideal. But it's it's a freaking blast. All right. And it's like just like the realism behind it, too, is is pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's cool because like I've done some maneuvers and and like you can fly anything. You can freaking fly an X-wing, a freaking Tie Fighter, like all of that shit. Like any like space vehicle that you can imagine, you can freaking fly around in in this game. Um, and so what I was doing, I was flying around in space, and it was just some like debris field. And I didn't realize I like where my speed controls were. And so I was just sitting around bumping into everything. Hmm. And I was like, like, shit, like, I can't freaking figure this out. And then once I figured it out, I was like, all right, freaking full throttle. Freaking sent it. And like, I was it was like super hard to control after that. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I freaking crashed into a wall. And I was just like, what the hell? I just like I was just bouncing into that and they're like, oh, it's well, it's because your speed was too high. If your speed's too high and you crash into something, you're going to freaking explode. And I'm like, OK. But it's it's cool. It's super cool. But definitely one I'd, I'd have to buy freaking flight simulator gear for. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, that's that's my answer for that one. Fly plane. <laughs> All right. Uh, were we on number four? Yes. Okay. Um, coming from War Crimes Inc. Pretty sure I could. Sorry. Pretty sure I could accidentally clip somebody's rear before sending them into two stationary cars while I veer off into a family of four. Pretty sure. <laughs> it's. It sounds I, like uh, he plays a little. Grand Theft Auto. 
a little bit. Um, like, holy shit, dude. Like, like that is played out to the T. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Wow. Though. Okay. The freaking detail. Dude, exactly. All right. I don't got um, nothing else to say. All right. My next one's coming from DJ over at the Untrained Eye. Uh, who says rob a bank, steal a car, kill a man with a sword, wear a full suit of armor, uh, die and come back to life? Probably. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, so love these answers, dude. Uh, DJ, we love you, man. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I think this is the last one. Yeah. Um, for my last one, I got it come from Terry Cruz. Um, and they said driving a slow car fast. <laughs> Cause that's just a mind F. Oh man, dude. Our, I don't know how you were with like Grand Theft Auto. Um, cause we never got around to playing together. It's, is it cross platform or no? No, uh-uh. no. Okay. I, but actually, reason, I, I thought it was. I did um, recently get an Xbox, so I guess if we ever did actually, dude, want no to. shit. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Christina gave me her old Xbox One, so bro. Yeah, so we can play. Okay, dude, I'm, so dude, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. That was actually the first game that I was gonna buy. So yeah, and we can freaking finally play freaking Ghostbusters. Even that's though, well, that true. One was Hell yeah. Compatible. Wait, what? I said, I'm pretty sure that one was like cross platform. Oh, it was? I don't know. I, I think so. It might, it might not be. I might be wrong. But yeah, I mean, we can freaking play see. Ghostbusters now. Dude, hell yes. We can freaking play GTA 5. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> the game has changed. The game has freaking changed. <laughs> oh, I'm so pumped. I'm so <laughs> pumped. <laughs> same Dude, here. There's some, same here. There's some good multiplayer games that we could we could hop on. Okay, man, you got to let me know because I don't know jack shit about Xbox, <laughs> PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation, and Nintendo. That's my go-to. So I'm new to the Xbox game. Yeah. So you'll have to get um, like if you're really wanting the most bang for your buck, you're gonna want to get. Okay, we'll talk about this after. I, I can go okay. on for hours about this. Okay. But we'll, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. Uh my n- last one is coming from Billy uh who said crank 90s. I'm assuming crank 90s music and yeah. It's a good I, answer. I like it. Yeah, especially when it comes to like certain types of music cuz like if a, if a video game like using Grand Theft Auto as an example, if it gives me the power to choose my music, I'm very selective about what I freaking crank while I drive. That's fair. Dude, I, especially in GTA five, I'm the same way. There is like four songs or maybe it was just three that I would just loop uh, all the time. It was uh, a sleepwalk, sleepwalking. Um, uh, Midnight City, I think, was the other one, and then um, Rhythm of the Night. Those were like the top three. 
That would always be bl- blasting on my radio. I always had a uh, convoy <laughs> playing. Ooh, that's a good choice. That I freaking love that one. Um, but yeah, so that was my my last pick. Very nice. Yeah. So thank you to everyone that answered our question of the week. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Uh, we have a freaking blast answering these <laughs> or we do reading off these, re, re, yeah. these answers. Um. But yeah, but before we move on, what, any skill that you think you've you've picked up in a video game that you could do in, in real life? None that I can think of. No? No, not really. Mm. Um, but you? I actually, because I play Skyrim so often, um, like I said, that's my go-to game. Anytime I'm like in between games, like I'm playing Skyrim. Okay. Um. I actually learned lockpicking because of Skyrim. No shit. Yeah. And I'm like really freaking good at it. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Yeah, I it was a skill that I. I learned if, like forever ago or kind of like picked up forever ago. All I can say is if anyone is, you know, from the FBI is watching, he's totally kidding. Um, he's not going to try anything. Yeah, but dude, so funny story. Well, I was at oh, work. God. No, uh, so I was at work and I had my my kit on me. Like I was cleaning up some stuff. I found it. I was like, oh, this would be fun to have on on my person. And so I kept it in my my backpack. Right. OK. Didn't have any use for it forever. Like it was just kind of one of those things that was just in my bag. Um, And I. uh. So the guy that I was sharing a workbench with, he usually kept a key to this cabinet. Um, so that's where he'd keep like his his brushes for glue, um, containers, popsicle sticks, basically just like common stuff that I would I would frequently use. Um, okay. So he had it locked away in, in this in this cabinet. The guy on night shift that also uses the bench that that same bench. He yeah. had some personal items in in the in the thing, and it was mainly just like snacks and shoes, because he I, he'd switch shoes whenever he'd go to lunch <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, whatever, All right. who's gonna steal your freaking shoes? Um, so the guy that I was sharing the bench with, he in or he got an injury and he was out of work for like a few months, um, and. Like he he had some like surgery and and stuff, so he was out of commission for a few months. So when he left, he left his key. And so one day when I came to work, I couldn't find the key, and so I shot him a message and I was like, "Hey, like, did you move your key?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "What the hell?" And so I waited for the the night shift guy to come in, and I told him, "I'm like, hey, like, did you take the key?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, this is mine and so and so's bench." And I'm like. I work on this bench too. Like I'm on weekend shift, dude. Like I need access to this bench too. And like, this is where he keeps all the freaking brushes and shit. And he's like, he basically told me to go screw myself. And I'm like, what a dick. Yeah, I know. I'm like, good freaking luck enforcing that. And so when he freaking took off and I was working the rest of the weekend, I freaking pulled my lockpick kit out, broke into it. Um, 
like got all the stuff that I needed for the weekend and then locked it up, but I forgot to lock it back up one weekend. And oh, shit. So I come into to work the next Friday and my boss pulls me aside and he's like, are you breaking into that cabinet? And I'm like, who's asking? <laughs> like, are you asking as my manager? Or are you asking as a general curiosity? <laughs> and he's like, I'm asking as your manager. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, okay, listen, someone <laughs> like, and just gave me the side. eye is breaking into this dude's cabinet and it's got to stop. And I'm like, cool. Like maybe it will, maybe it won't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, maybe the reason someone's breaking into this cabinet is because he keeps all the consumables in it that I need access to or that that he needs access to. <laughs> I'm like, just a, a random thought that came to my brain. But <laughs> oh and he's God. like, you can't. He's like, listen, just that like we, he's like, all right, dropping the act like <laughs> like now I'm talking to you as like as a worker of, of Gulfstream, don't freaking break into his cabinet anymore <laughs> or at least lock it when you're done. And I'm like, fine. Um, but he eventually ended up throwing a bit of bitch fit to someone else. And so I got, I got moved and I'm like, that's freaking horse shit. Um, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I know. Right. And so, yeah. So now my, my manager will come to me every once in a while, say, um, like people who've forgotten their keys to their lockers or whatever, or like randoms, like, cause people will put parts and stuff in their, their cabinets and they're like, well, we need access to it. And so he's like, Hey, I need you to break into this cabinet. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't break into oh. anything. I will <laughs> like, I retrieve items. <laughs> I do not break into it. What is this breaking in you speak of? Yeah. And so now we're at a point where he'll just kind of walk by like, oh, I really hope this person's locker gets unlocked sometime soon. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll like look back, give him a thumbs up and <laughs> then go about my day. <laughs> He's just, just the way that he would look at you. You're just like, I got you. Man. Yeah, I got you. Like he'll he'll walk so like because I I'm over, I'm operating the laser so I'll, I'll be like working on my computer and then he's just like man if only this person didn't forget their keys today to their locker that's over in this area number such and such and then I'll just I'll just, I won't even look back I'll just like thumbs up and he'll walk off do his thing and yeah did my freaking uh, camera freeze again son of a bitch yeah dude. Why is it doing that? <laughs> Dude, that's freaking hilarious. Oh my god. Alright, there we go. Whoop. But yeah, that's that's what my uh my manager's oh relationship my is like. Dude, that is fantastic. I love that so much. Yeah. It's it's pretty funny. But yeah, that that's the skill that it's not a skill I learned from the video game, because the lock picking in Skyrim is not even remotely similar to what the <laughs> lockpicking is in real life. Um, 
But yeah, it's a skill I learned because of a video game. I like it. And then Sam says, I'm old school. I shoot ducks. <laughs> uh, Sam, I got to know, did you play Duck Hunt? Dude, I'm assuming he did play Duck Hunt. Okay. And you have to be a freaking sniper for that game. Dude, straight up. <laughs> that game is so freaking hard. It is so freaking hard. All right. Anyway, getting into what we actually came in here to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting into this breakdown. If you are new to our breakdown system, uh, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final all bros letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie of other or two others of a similar grade. Um, yeah, so it gives us our final Obro's letter grade. Um. Gosh, I feel like I'm missing something. I, I, I screwed it up a little bit and I, just, <laughs> I threw myself off. I'm pretty sure um, you covered everything. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you have not seen Gran Turismo and you choose to listen past our favorite segment or listen to our favorite segment, uh, we are going to give the spoiler alert now. Uh, and if you listen past this point and the movie is ruined for you, tough shit. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we've said. given you proper warning. Um, so now it is time for everyone's favorite segment that we like to call reading with Rose. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, Rose, would you like to start us off? I mean, I wouldn't. I don't want to, but I guess I'll do it. Quit being a whiny bitch and do it. <laughs> I will not. Oop, that's not the right one. All right. Following a pitch by marketing executive Danny Moore, the motorsport division of Nissan establishes the GT Academy to recruit skilled players of the racing simulator Gran Turismo and turn them into real racing drivers. Danny recruits former drive-turned-mechanic Jack Salter to train the players. Jack is initially hesitant but accepts after tiring of the arrogance of his team's driver, Nicholas Kappa. Meanwhile, is it Jan? Jan? Jan. Jan, okay, I just want to make sure I was pronouncing it right. Meanwhile, Jan Martinborough, a teenage clothing store employee and gamer from Cardiff, Wales, is an avid player of the simulator and wants to become a racing driver, despite the disapproval of his former football father, Steve Martinborough. One day, Jan learns he is eligible for a qualification race to join the GT Academy after setting a time record for, for a particular track. The night before his race, Jan is invited by his brother, Kobe, to a party and the brothers take their father's car. Jan flirts with a young woman named Audrey, whom he develops a crush on. The gathering is disbanded after police arrive and Jan initiates a pursuit after driving away when their friends are pulled over. The brothers escape but are caught returning by their father. Jan is taken to his father's place of employment the next morning in an attempt to be taught a life lesson but leaves early to partake in the qualifying race which he wins earning a place in gt academy 
At the academy camp, Jack puts the competitors through their paces in various tests through which 10 competitors are narrowed down to five, during one of which Jan crashes with Jack in the car and claims the brakes were glazed, later proven correct correct by analysis to Jack's surprise. The remaining five compete in a final race to determine who will represent Nissan. Jan narrowly wins the race against American competitor Maddie Davis, but Danny insists Maddie should be chosen as the representative due to his better commercial viability. However, Jan is chosen at Jack's insistence. Jan is told that if he finishes at least fourth in any one of the series of qualifying races, he will earn a professional license and contract with Nissan. He finishes last in his first professional race in Austria after Nicholas taps him into a spin, and despite gradually improving over the next few races, he does not finish the penultimate... Penultimate? I think that's how you say it. Penultimate, penultimate race in Spain. He travels to Dubai, to Dubai for his last qualifying race during which Nicholas takes a corner too fast and crashes. Despite the debris from this car cracking the windshield, Jan achieves a fourth place finish and earns his license. He then travels to Tokyo with Danny and Jack to sign his contract and uses his signing bonus to fly Audrey to Tokyo. During this time, they initiate a relationship. Jan's first race after signing is at the New, New Br- God, Nurburgring, Nord Schleif. Uh, sure, let's. I hope that's right. It's probably not right. Um, he starts the race well and maintains a high position until the front of his car lifts into the air at the Flugplatz corner, hitting a barrier and launching into a crowded spe- spectator area. Jan is airlifted to the Nürburgring Nürburgring Medical Center and is informed while in the hospital that a spectator was killed in the crash, much to his horror. Reluctant to return to racing and blaming himself for the spectator's death, uh, Sorry, uh, Jack takes him back to Nürburgring, uh, during which he reveals. Why do they have to say the word so many damn times? During <laughs> during which he reveals he was involved in a fatal accident at the 24 hours of Le Mans, which led to a fellow driver dying and his retirement from driving. An inquiry clears Jan of any wrongdoing, but professional sentiment begins to turn against uh, sim drivers. In response, Danny deci- decides a sim driver team should compete at Le Mans and finish on the podium to prove their viability. Danny enlists Maddie and fellow GT Academy participant Antonio Cruz to make up the three-driver team alongside Jan. On race day, Jan's father apologizes for not initially being supportive of his passions early in the race. That's That was a period, Jonathan, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Okay. Earlier, early in the race, Jan is left shaken after another competitor's car crashes and catches fire, but is encouraged through his first shift by Jack playing Songbird and Orinoco Flow through the car's communication system, which Jan had previously used as motivational music during training. Maddie and Antonio complete their first shifts without issue, but the latter is brought in from his last session early due to experiencing cramps. A wheel nut breaks loose in the pit area, causing Jan to lose several positions he deviates from advised sorry he do, he deviates from advised racing lines he learned from playing Gran Turismo to regain his positions breaking the competition lap record in the process the final lap sees Jan racing 
uh, lines he learned from playing Gran Turismo to regain. Wait. Oh my God. I'm effing this up. The final lap sees Jan pitted against Nicholas with Jan once again, narrowly in front of the narrowly in front on the final straight to earn third place and a podium finish for Nissan. And then the epilogue, the real Jan Mardenborough is shown having completed in over 200 races and served as his own stunt double in the film. Oh my God. That was a struggle for me. Wow. (laughs) Uh, I really hope everyone enjoyed that segment of learning of learning with Rose reading with Rose. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, it was learning with Rose because you, you know, really learned how to uh, not say uh, certain words and uh, actually uh, know how to say foreign words. Because yeah, I hated that they kept repeating that one certain word. Those effers, those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh shit! Anyway, so story. Uh, yeah, so story. <laughs> JPJ. Why does he call you P- JPJ? Uh, so it stands for Jumpy Pants Johnny. Um, oh, <laughs> when, yeah. When we would go over to his uh their house when we were kids, um, I'd be in. I think they shared a room at the time, Sammy and Sierra's room, and he'd walk by and just go la or something, something like that. And he just remembered to me jumping super, super high, um, scared the shit out of me. So, jumpy pants. So that's what I got. It's better than freaking J. It's better than um. I mean, Sammy and Sierra aren't on here, but um, I'm sure you remember. Do you remember Jiggly John? Do you remember that nickname? Vaguely. Um, it was when we went to that one, uh, it was that Manti pageant for a youth conference. And, uh, as we were coming back, there was this one kid, uh, from, um, uh, from like another town or something. And he was, he was calling himself fat math. That's what everyone called him. So me being the stupid ass I am turn around to everybody. I think it might've just been like you, Sammy and Sierra. And I'm just like, okay, like, can you guys not call me something like Jiggly John? Or some shit like that. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> I do, remember that. You do? And yeah, that's literally stuck ever since. Because I freaking remember like shortly after, I think like the day that we got back from that, Sierra texted me, can I please call you Jiggly John, please? And I'm finally just like, all right, screw it. Why not? And <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, you did that to your stuck. damn self. Oh, then. I know I did. Oh, I know I did. <laughs> one of the stupidest things I've ever done. Um but yeah, so that's where Jumpy Pants uh, comes in. And I don't think Sam's ever called me Jiggly John. But um, yeah, if uh, Sammy and Sierra ever uh, are on this uh, podcast again and they refer to me as that, um, now you guys know. Oh, man. All right. Um, all right. Getting into this, this story breakdown. Yes. This is not as accurate as they would have you believe. I have kind you of done, figured that they did you do the truth. No, did you do any research on this? <laughs> no. So not one I bit. Pu- yeah, so I pulled up an article like just kind of explaining the differences between uh reality and um what happened in this movie. They did a lot of reordering for this um Oh, okay. For this movie. Just keeping Rose humble. (laughs) 
fair enough. We respect uh, that. Yeah. All right. Um. So the biggest or a couple of the biggest things. Um, Jack Salter, who is played by David Harbour, not a real person. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, according to uh, Mardenborough, he's like a mixture of like four different people. Okay. Yeah, he says a couple coaches, um, uh, like driving coach, a physical coach, mental, like he's a mixture of all of them. Um, Orlando Bloom's character, also not a real person. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? You get two yeah, big name he, actors so, and they don't even play real people from the story. I know. So uh, he, he is inspired by um, by someone. So his name wasn't Danny Moore, um, but he was inspired by this guy named Darren Cox. Uh, he And he is credited as being the founder of the gt academy okay um but yeah so he pitched this idea back in like 2006 and it didn't come into fruition until a couple years later hmm um there was like a lot of other things that they did just for movie's sake like he uh so he he he's noted in this or like here's like I have the, the article up. So he says um, the character that's in it is very much a lot more corporate than I was and a lot more corporate jet. The scenes where it looks like I'm a bit of a corporate dick and he says, quote me on that. It, it just didn't happen. I was the guy that was putting my career on the line to make this happen. So the bits in it that great a little bit are the parts where I question whether Jan should win or the other guy that absolutely didn't happen. That wouldn't have been my way of doing things. Uh, these things add to uh, drama. Added, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. He says these things have been done because it's Hollywood. But my real character absolutely isn't just about trying to save the moment. Uh, he says Danny is an approximation of him, but certainly not as rebellious and anti-establishment as I was. And the program was back in the day. Hmm. Um, Jan Mardenborough was also not the first winner of GT Academy. Oh, he was actually the third. Dude, what the freaking Hollywood, man? What the hell? Yeah, I know. Like now they're going to freaking. Like, yeah. So the the. GT Academy was founded in 2008. There was a, a guy who was the first graduate of GT Academy, um, and his name was Lucas Ordonez. Um, the so they didn't do the GT Academy thing until 2011 or 2010. Okay. And someone else won that. And then Martinborough entered and won in 2011. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So very, very different. Um, he did come in for our third place in Le Mans. Okay, so that is correct. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. Um, but it wasn't him and other 
so there was only one other um, GT Academy graduate. Okay. Um, so it was him. So it was Martinborough. Um, the other, the first winner, Lucas Ordonez, and then another racer, Michael Crum, who didn't have any connection to GT Academy. Hmm. Um, so his, his big crash didn't happen until after he had won third at Le Mans. How damn yeah, right? Come damn. on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm trying to see what he says about this. He says, um, yeah, he says, I made sure all of us that were with the production, the producers, Jason, the scriptwriter, that that was how it went down, like talking about the, the crash, because it okay. needed to be correct, because somebody lost their life in this accident. And the movie does a great job of that. It shows as well, the deep, dark moments of my life when I was in the hospital by myself, you know, the mental aspects to such an event and in life as well. What can happen, how you can get out of that, how you can rebound and achieve something, achieve greatness off the back of that. So it had to be in there. Um, yeah, he says, yes, there's our or so uh, what's his face? The, the creator of or the founder of GT Academy. Um he said, yes, there's artistic license on the timing side of things. And unfortunately, um, just like my character not being perfect for me and being a bit of a dick, it's one of those things. So it seems like those were the, like the only real inaccuracies. Okay. Everything else kind of seems to be spot on or as spot on as you can get, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, I can kind of understand where they're coming from with these artistic choices. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Because, you know, Hollywood movie got a Hollywood, even though they say, oh, yeah, ba based on a true event, you know, you're never going to get the full true story uh, with this. Because like like you said, events were told out of order. So I'm sure they're just like, OK, well, we know this happened first. But considering that we want this story to actually, you know, feel like we have a um, an act one, act two, act three, um, I feel that we need to we need to tell it this way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, uh, like like you said, Hollywood got a Hollywood. Yep. Um, but that being said, with the story that we did get, obviously we can't judge it too harshly based off historical inaccuracy. Yeah. Um, but based off of the story we did get, I do feel like they told a really good story. No, I agree. Um, like, honestly, I wasn't that interested in this movie. Um, when uh, like the first couple trailers came out, just, you know, just just really wasn't wasn't feeling it. Um, like, honestly, I really went to go see this movie because my sister wanted to go see it. Um, and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Like the story was super, super good. Um, I was honestly hooked um, from the moment because the movie opens with him in his bedroom, literally setting up his new steering wheel uh, for uh, his uh, driving simulator for Gran Turismo. Um, and just, yeah, honestly, after that, I was shocked how fully invested I was in these characters. Yeah. 
Um, Same here. Like oh. characters were good. Um, like the like the story that is told through Yon's eyes. Um, just all the shit that is thrown his way uh, with everyone that doubts him. Uh, with not only uh, being able to um, actually move up to being a, a um, professional race car driver, but literally that everyone, um, David Harbor including, that doesn't think that p- people that play Gran Turismo, um, th- this driving simulator, there's no way that they could be real racers. It's out of the question. It's completely impossible. Um, so the fact that they were able to prove him wrong and the way, especially that his character um, finally realizes, okay, you know what, actually, like, it that that shit is very very legit like it really does feel like you're truly racing um yeah just- yeah i i want to i kind of want to understand like not saying that i don't like um martinborough's story but i i i want to know why they didn't do it off of the guy who did win the first is it just like, why did they choose Jan over the other guys? Like, the other two that's, that's, victors? That's a good question. Like, is he just the more prominent of the three? Like, like what was what was his deal? That's what I would assume. More prominent, had more of a story to tell. Like, I don't know, maybe... Yeah. Like, I doubt the first, the first two winners' stories were simplistic. But um, maybe their road to get to where uh um gt academy takes place um maybe it wasn't as hard as yawns was um and so yeah i, mean, I don't maybe. know that that's all i can think of it's it's just interesting like oh well, yeah it definitely of, is like out of all the the people that have won like why would you why out of the three would you pick him yeah, like I mean, because there had like there had to be interesting stories in some aspect to them. No, you're um, right. Unless it was just talking about like his raw talents or or whatever. It's just interesting choice. Like, just kind of brings up those kinds of questions for me. Just yeah, like I I really wish that I would have been part of production and in that way at least like when it came to like early production pitching ideas and and whatnot like it's just i want to get kind of get into into that um oh something i i oh i wanted to bring this up why (laughs) the ever loving hell did and this isn't like a, a comment on the movie or whatnot. So, I mean, it doesn't even warrant being brought up for this purpose. Why would you have seating arrangements in an area that's known as the airfield? <laughs> that's known for making cars fly off the freaking track. You're not wrong. <laughs> like Um, i understand having seating like near the freaking jump but having it down the runway where they could possibly land and freaking flip out of control that seems dangerous to me that just seems like an accident (laughs) waiting to happen yeah i mean it was it absolutely was yeah it it wasn't an accident waiting to happen it was an accident that did happen yeah that's true 
Yeah, I mean, when they said that someone died, I was just like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're telling me people were on that corner? Like, you know where I'm not? Like, even if, if I was dumb enough to sit on the freaking sidelines of a race, you know where I'm not sitting? The freaking corners. <laughs> Look, I know, like, some people want to come see, you know, sports games and stuff like that they're they're desperate to get seats so they'll pick like the nosebleeds and shit like that but like i feel this takes it to a whole other level ain't no way i'm paying to sit there i don't care how cheap the tickets are shit ain't worth my life Ooh, i get lawn seats with extra shrapnel (laughs) (laughs) sign me up yeah like no way in hell i'm sitting at a freaking corner dude right uh Oh, freaking ridiculous. Um, so the way yeah, they filmed I, the crash, I, I needed though, to bring... was, was oh. freaking heart-wrenching. Like, god damn. Dude, I I was not expecting anything bad to happen. <laughs> no, I wasn't either. Because this is like the um, when he like the car like just he goes over the hill, and, like starts to lift up. And then all of a sudden, like I'm thinking of the same scene that. That's yeah, the crash. So, right? Okay. Yeah, the one where he's on that long or that stretch and it kind of like goes up a little hump and then it okay. just kind of like wheelies into a crash. I honestly was not expecting like like that for I remember when that crash happened I like my mouth kind of dropped open cuz I straight up thought that he was going to able like just barely just tip a little bit up and then like land flat back right down and just keep going. But yeah, when the car like freaking tumbled, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Dude. I think what got me was like the music. Cause the music, it like slowed down. He was driving and I like, and it was right after they had discussed, uh, yawn and freaking, uh, Jack had talked about what it was like to drive and they're like oh like you just hit that moment of calm where you where you feel like the car is on rails and nothing can go wrong yeah. and all that and I was just like like so when that started happening and there's like the quiet music and he just kind of has like a look of calm on his face and I was just like like yeah that's what this is like they're helping us experience this and then he freaking goes off that one thing and i'm like oh he's gonna get some air and then he just kind of kept lifting up and i was like oh shit oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like like i was freaking like "Ah." (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh man like I oh man dude I like I was freaking riding that calm and then just like <gasps> <laughs> so freaking kudos for the filmmakers for oh seriously getting that reaction out of me <laughs> yeah like the way they staged that scene perfect yeah damn that scene rocked my world dude because like. It took me a second to realize what the hell was happening because it's like I, I noticed he was off the ground for like a minute and I was just like, OK, well, it's, it's like a freaking hump like and he's going fast like you'd kind of expect something like that to happen. No. And then it just like kind of went up a little high and I'm like, wow, this is getting crazy. <laughs> and then it just kept going and going. And I'm like, ah, 
Like, I'm glad it was in slow-mo because that's pretty much how I was reacting. I was just, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and then I I do obviously like once the crash was was handled and or complete and everything, um, they hit you with the freaking gut punch of his mom reacting to it. Dude, seriously, like that was freaking rough. Yeah, that was really rough. Yeah, and then. I think the the movie did take a little pacing hit um, once he was like dealing with that, which Definitely you understand why, like why they they had to. Yeah, like no, you definitely. absolutely understand, and especially with when it was the, the at the cost of someone's life, like it really made you feel the emotional weight of that. Yeah. Um, other than that, I am kind of happy that this wasn't a movie where it's like oh it's his his race to at le mans and he like he gets first place and like i think that they kept the goals like really manageable (laughs) like it wasn't like oh you have to win like five of these in a row and blah 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 no he just had to get at least fourth place in one of six races yeah and then for the that, final that race, to, yeah. And then in the final race to kind of prove everyone wrong with the uh, the whole sim racers shouldn't be real racers or and stuff like I understand them pushing being like, well, we at least need a freaking uh, place. Mm. And he got third and I'm like, fantastic, because you I feel like usually in that instance, they'd be like, hey, we got first. And it's like, no, that like they got third. That was their goal and they freaking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, well like, I appreciated well. all those. I like I, I, I don't always like the whole. At least when it comes to like racing movies or anything where it's just a struggle to get first. Like, how about you just place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, it as long made, as you get it, to stand it, on the podium, who cares? Yeah, it was like realistic expectations yeah and i i freaking love that sam like i love that it wasn't like oh he's freaking dominating everyone they're like no he's like fourth fifth like he he's getting a respectable place but he's not freaking like number one yeah which i think is funny that they never really like they always addressed um obviously like he was sitting around fourth fifth right Mm-hmm. So they were always addressing the two teams that were getting the two placements ahead of him. So uh, what was it like Kappa and then the yeah. other dude in the rainbow car? Yeah, like they I were always talking about him. I'm like, OK, what about like first and second? Like, what are they yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought it was uh, a refreshing take on. Yeah, like the, the a racing story. So where are you sitting with the uh, the story score? Um, I don't know, like overall, like I I enjoyed the story a decent amount. Um, but like I definitely agree with the points that you uh, brought up. Um, so like, 
don't know. I'm probably sitting at like a 78. You're in the 70s? Yeah. Shit. Um, I thought it was at least deserving of like an 82. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on over to writing. This is where I feel it was a little on the weaker side. That is fair. Um, I especially feel that way with um, Jan himself. Um, there were there were just some moments that I'm just like, okay, that totally that line just felt like a movie cliche. Like that that's not something you'd say in real life. Like, I know. If, it's like there's a lot. There was a ton of lines like that, dude. I'm like, we're. It was weird because it's like the story isn't a typical stereotypical uh racing story yeah like it has like its own fresh take but all the lines like i'm like you guys are freaking acting like he's getting first like you got third place bro like chill (laughs) yeah like let's bring it down just a little bit and i mean for the situation that he's in like yeah that's that's a big deal but i like i don't know it's just they wrote it all like he was like the best in the world. Like that. I think that was a, a line that he said, like, you're one, of, like you're one of the best in, in the world and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, he's like third best. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I Like freaking. Um, <laughs> I mean, he proves me wrong, I guess. But uh, at like the beginning when um, he's telling his friend like, oh, I don't want to race with that guy. He always chooses this track. I've raced that track a thousand times. I know it in and out. I could freaking race it with my eyes closed. I'm just like, you know what? I'd love to see you try, dude. I would love to see you try. I mean, he proved me wrong, but just I don't know. I hate it when people are that cocky. Yeah. Like anytime people like are like that, I'm just like prove it yeah <laughs> bitch <laughs> like i said he did he, he he proved it um he only got third though just saying um <laughs> yeah so i uh, it it was interesting the uh, the writing i think that didn't quite crack 80 for me that's fair um you know, honestly, um, if it's all right with you, I'd, l- I'd like to actually do a, a score change because um, I think for me, the story is an 80, but the writing, I'm going to go a 78. I'm actually going a little lower really? like, okay. than you. I'm actually going to be sitting at like a 76. That's fair. I think it w- I think it was borderline cringy at times. Dude, it straight up was. Um there I don't know about you, but like um I was I'm glad that they didn't, but I was half expecting it to pull like the whole movie cliche that, you know, like when he hooks up with this girl with that girl and like something happens with his race and that was going to ruin their relationship or she was going to do, I straight up thought that like she was going to be like working with another racer and she was going to try to sabotage um, yawn or some shit like that. I just thought that they were going to do something more with her, you know, like classic movie cliche and be like, Oh no, she never actually loved him. Um, You know, shit like that. Um, But you know what? Kudos to them for proving me wrong. I'm glad that 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 didn't happen. Dude, now that you bring that up. They didn't need that love story in there at all. They did not. Um, but, you know, I'm sure just to stick tr- true to the the story, they're just like, oh, yeah, we've, 
you, we forgot you told us about, you know, this girl that um, you met before you went to GT Academy. You brought her out for, you know, after your first win. I guess we got to work her in somehow because it wouldn't feel like your complete story without her. Um, but just know that she's barely going to feel like a part of the story at all. And she could have literally just been ripped out of the story and wouldn't have changed the damn movie. Dude, was she even real? I was. <laughs> Is that what you're looking like? Up? He actually had yeah, a girlfriend. I'm, look, I'm looking time. that up right now. Oh my god, I love it. Just looking up. Uh, what the shit? What? The interesting. Wait a minute. Wait, I thought who the? F- okay, hold up. <laughs> I don't think I pulled up the right person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oops. <laughs> Good job, man. Good job. I pulled up the wrong person. <laughs> I, I dude, I put the wrong person in the freaking uh cast list too. Oh shit! Oh, that's um, funny. I, like I put her the right name and everything. Um, but the wrong headshot. No, it's the wrong freaking actress. Oh shit! Okay, like I I was scrolling through trying to find the uh, the actress for like the girlfriend. Um, I did not put her in. I put the the female racer that was in the uh, the GT Academy with Jan. <laughs> and um, oh, that's funny. She is. <laughs> so the actress uh, plays a Leia Vega. Someone who is competing in the GT Academy with Jan. The actress herself is known for her YouTube channel and has built one of the fastest Corvette C8s in the world. All right. So I did not put the right freaking. Uh, Oopsie. Name. That's OK. We'll, we'll forgive you this time. Okay, I'm not seeing anything about this chick in real life. So they just so straight she up very well Hollywood, been Hollywood to Hollywood. Okay. Yep, pretty much. Classic. Oh my god. You make fun of Rose and you do this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I sure do. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh my hell. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that, that anyway, the point being the the love story didn't need to be in there at all. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, so uh I'll stand by my 76 there. That's fair. I'll stick with my 78. I'll change I'll stick with my rearranging of the scores. All right, moving on over to acting. Um, we have Archie Matic Matiquay. Not sure if that's how you say that. Uh, who played Jan Martinborough? We have David Harbour who played Jack Salter. Orlando Bloom who had played Danny Moore. Jerry Horner who played Leslie Martinborough. 
uh, Jamon Hounsou, who plays Steve Martinborough. Amelia Hartford, who played Leia Vega, who I thought was the girlfriend. <laughs> Oops. Not the girlfriend. Uh, she was the other racer. <laughs> and then I have Darren Barnett, who played Maddie Davis, who was a uh, another racer. So, yeah. <laughs> so a little embarrassed uh, there. <laughs> it's OK, Caleb. It's OK. But yeah. So um, what's your uh, what's your top three look like? Uh, number three, uh, I'll give to Orlando Bloom. Um, I thought his performance was a uh, really good. Definitely not his best. I've seen him in better. Um, but now overall, I think I think he was really good in this movie. I honestly wish that he had more to do. Um, but what we did get from him, I think he did a great job. Um, uh, it's like a toss up between one and two. Um, but number two, I'll give to Archie Mataque. Um, they like, don't wrong. I thought he w- did a really good performance. Um, uh, but there were just some parts that like his performance was just like a little wooden for me. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but like overall for being like the leading man of this movie, I think he did a, he did a pretty damn good job. Um, but number one, I'll get, I definitely had to give to David Harbor. Um, he was once again, great. He always is. Um, and even though his character didn't really exist, he's a combined, he's like a combination of like four different, um, people from this guy's life um what they were able to add to his character what david harbour brought to his backstory um honestly i thought was super super good and um yeah he easily became my favorite character of the movie so yeah dude exactly the same top three hell yeah dude i love it when that happens yeah i will say the the thing with like I'll add about Archie I feel like some of his reactions were like super over the top dude I think I saw like was this his first acting role because I thought I saw that somewhere if it was super impressive like not bad for your first time but if it wasn't like Maybe just work on not going over the top with certain lines that don't need to have so much emphasis put on them. Uh, so, no, this is not his first role. OK. Um, his first role was a. Well, let's see. Yeah, looking through, he, he's been like. He was credited as like kid one in some movie from 2015. Okay. Uh, okay. He had like that. one episode from something in 2014, two episodes from something in 2016, like a bunch of stuff that I'd like never heard of. Um, but he p- actually like had a, uh, like an actually named role in Midsummer. Okay. Um, and he's been in like, he's been in a, some stuff since then. Like after Midsummer, he was, uh, in a Voyagers movie. He did an episode for Love, Death and Robots, which, which, which was pretty popular. 
Uh, he's in that show C, which is uh, on Apple Plus. Um, and then yeah, Gran Turismo. All right. So it's definitely one of his first, like I, I'd say, starring roles. I mean, for that, I feel he did a pretty decent job. Like honestly, he not not yeah. you know not trying to be like a dick. Um, but you know, there there. I feel like his biggest thing is he just needs to work on not being so over the top when it comes to lines or situations that no one would actually would would act that way in that type of situation yeah. in real life. Like I think the biggest one was uh, when he was finishing the like the qualifying race for GT Academy, and he immediately got out. Who won? Who won? Like freaking hounding these people, and they're like, "We don't know, dude." Like freaking chill yeah and then yeah. it's like once he won he's like screaming like top of his lungs like, ah, like and everything i'm like bro have some like tact <laughs> right yeah oh my gosh i've been horrible at keeping up with these little freaking banners anyway <laughs> um yeah i think just slightly too far yeah, but yeah. I think he did do a little bit better of a job than Orlando Bloom. And I actually really liked him in this role. I did, too. The, you, you, you know, the want to know the only thing I have wrong with Orlando Bloom in this movie is that he kept seeing Nissan instead of Nissan. Yeah. But other people were pronouncing it right. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were saying Nissan. Kept saying yeah. Nissan. Like, it's like, not it, Nissan. I know it, it, it like it kept standing out anytime he'd say it, but I'm like, yeah. I feel like other people are saying Nissan. I've never heard <laughs> people call it Nissan. It's always been Nissan. Like, yeah. I who told if, him like, to say it like that? I know. I wonder if someone like did that on purpose or but if, if he, that's if the that's case, like how, how the hell did, how the hell did they not correct him when they're filming? Like, uh, excuse me, yeah, Mr. Or Bloom, it's that, Nissan. <laughs> maybe they just had too many takes where he was saying Nissan and he's just like, gosh, like those were the good ones. <laughs> uh, it's like, that's our third camera roll already today. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah. So I, I that's what I, I kind of picture Fair. happening. That kind of yeah. giggle. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, the acting was pretty solid, though. I mean, it wasn't like the best in the world or anything, but I mean, no, was, but like across the board, I, it was pretty solid. Yeah, it's decent. Um, I'd say I'm personally like an 83. I'll, mat I'll match it. All right. Next up, we got character development. Um. I feel that even though that this movie definitely stretched the truth when it comes to Jan Woodenborough's uh, real life story. Um, yeah. Well, we can't really know. judge it off that. Like, we no, can't no, judge no, this I off know. his real. Like, we have no, to I'm do not. it like, yeah, like he's a fake yeah. person. <laughs> but, like, yeah, just, just doing it off that. Like, actually, I feel that this is pretty decent character development. Seeing him go from this kid that truly believes that he was meant to do racing as a career that, um, to him, Gran Turismo is more than just a video game. It's more than a driving simulator. It's it's what he's good at. It's what the he, he it's what he wants to put his skills towards and pursuing that as an actual career. Um, and you know, seeing him get to GT Academy and then actually getting into um, like 
actual racing and even the hardships after that, all the shit that he has to go through and to finally finishing um, in a placement that he needed to finish in to be signed to Nissan um, and actually become a real racer was honestly really, really cool. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it unfold. Yeah, I did too. Um, I'm going to look and see if GT Academy is still a thing. If it is, we should go, Caleb. Oh, the program ended in 2016. Damn. <sighs> Just missed it. That's cool, though. Like I, I it is cool. Honestly, say I don't know. I don't know if I expected it to have lasted that long. That fair. So that that's impressive that it lasted over ten years. Well, eight years. Because he he pitched. So the guy pitched the idea in two thousand two thousand and six. It didn't end up happening until two thousand eight. So mm. two years where, like from its conception, it was ten years but yeah it's only been eight where it's been active yeah so that that's pretty good though that is that's honestly super cool yeah um yeah like i i liked seeing the um the struggle that he was dealing with at, at least in at home in his personal life and i think like i really kind of related to the character a lot like um when he was uh talking with his dad like when he was being punished for the car or taking the car out and everything and i like i really related with that like discussion that he was having where he realized that his dad was trying to use the rail yard as a um as an example, like, oh, this is what happens when you don't um, when you don't have a plan, like a realistic plan or e everything like that. And you understand where the dad's coming from, too, because it's like he he was a professional football player, football, like English soccer or American soccer player. But yeah, English football. So, yeah, him being like a professional football player and then it's just obviously like that didn't end up panning out like he thought. And so now he he didn't have a backup plan and he was working in a rail yard. And him basically using that as a teaching tool and and Jan getting really upset about that. Like I, I've. I've been in that situation before where my dad's used his career as like a punishment and it freaking sucks. <laughs> so like, I completely understand where he's coming from with his like feelings on, on that. And so you see that and that just kind of gives him extra motivation to, um, to win and everything with everything else that he does, mm. which is, which is cool, which is really yeah. cool. Um, I mean, development wise, like, I think the biggest development we see is him kind of pushing through the guilt of like from the what happened after his accident that. Yeah, that's true. 
And then he just kind of jumps straight back into racing. And it's, I wouldn't say it's like ignored, but it's moved on from like pretty quick. And it feels like they try to like throw it in near the end when he's racing Lamaze, but it didn't really work, work for me. No, that that's fair. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, it's just meh. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, all in all, this was maybe slightly above average development for me. Yeah, same here. Like where where are you sitting? I'm I'm also probably just at a solid eighty. I'm actually sitting a little lower, like a 70, 79, if I'm being real nice. Okay. All right, next up, we got effects. And there was a lot of good ones in this. Dude, there was literally my favorite effects were, I don't know how many times it happened, but it would be when he's, um, it's later in the movie. Um, and he, you know, he's driving on the racetrack and all of a sudden it slows down time and the car just starts to break apart and transitions back into him in his bedroom playing Gran Turismo. And that shit looks so freaking cool. Dude, it was like fantastic. Right. I loved that shit so much. Like that's some of the coolest shit I've seen on the big screen in a while. Like. I totally agree with you, dude. It looked so good right like i i was waiting for that scene because i knew you like we talked about this prior obviously when we were planning this and you were saying that you really liked that effect so i was waiting for it and it was freaking epic right oh i loved it i loved the stuff where it was showing like um kind of like a point of view from the game like kind of given like a play playthrough like the games I like the, yes. the shit like that. Like I always liked the the third person view of the cars. Um, I liked when it would kind of go down and you'd see the like the race lines and everything. Yeah. When, uh, when he was doing that. So I, I really like that first person perspective. Um, and then, yeah, like seeing the car kind of like come around him and disappear, like especially when he was like racing in. Uh, like when he was doing the race. For or to qualify for GT Academy, like that was yeah, freaking that was awesome. so cool. Oh, the fact that he freaking raced in his socks. Yeah, like, dude, that, I that thought was, it was. Sorry, you go. yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I thought it was super cool watching like the people around him that were just like obviously they were standing by watching him race, but he's he like he's stationary everyone else is stationary but it's like showing like just like a light overlay of like what the car would be and like how he's like passing in in through all the cars and everything so it's like you kind of see that movement of the car but you still see the people like the the onlookers standing still but it looks like he's driving it was like a really cool like trippy effect yeah that they had so i love i love that it's so good. It was. Um, the stunt work in this, obviously, like they had to have real cars and and whatnot. And knowing that Jan Martinborough was the stunt driver for this movie about him, 
is pretty cool. Yeah, that that's just such a cool concept that you know you you have a movie that's being made based on your life, and you get to be the stunt driver of the actor that's playing you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean it's way cool, and I mean they did pretty decent with the casting. Like he looked pretty pretty close he did i mean definitely a little taller it's it looks like um yeah yeah yeah. but other than that yeah like the resemble the resemblance was definitely there dude absolutely um yeah honestly there wasn't very many if any effects that i disliked in this no i thought they were all done really well the stunt driving was freaking awesome to watch um, honestly, I feel like my only complaint is I wish there was more of them, dude. Right? Yeah, same. Like, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more like third person views from the car. Um, I I do like how they did some of the angles that you get in the video game. Uh, when yeah, you're playing, like cool. when you when you finish a race, like I always thought those angles were super sick. Like I, I also especially liked how uh, if Jan was uh, mapping out like what direction he would want to go um, to be able to maneuver around the other cars, they would straight up like show like the arrows that you would see in the video game. Like his opponent has red and he would have yellow, and like that, I'm like that's freaking cool. Like that, that's an awesome little detail right there. Super cool. I I love the uh, the attention to detail that they had in this this film. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, for, so for effects, I'm sitting pretty freaking high. Same here. I'm, you know, honestly, are you I cracking nineties? Yeah, dude, I'm at a ninety-five. Honestly, <laughs> shit, bless you. I might be. I'm not quite at 95. I may maybe sitting like 93. Fair. Completely fair. All right. Uh, music. Uh, I don't know if I remember like anything like standing out that much to me. The biggest thing were, was his Kenny G and Enya. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. The, that was a freaking <laughs> hilarious that everyone's yeah. like giving him a hard time over it. <laughs> Dude, freaking hearing sail away, sail away, sail away. I'm like, oh my god, that's what that, that's what Dude, she listened I to. I want to know what freaking year this was supposed to take place. Yeah, that's fair. So we know in reality he was racing in 2011. Yes, Grant Turismo was already on the. Was that was the PlayStation Four even released back in 2000? 11 no no uh wait did you say ps4 or ps3 uh ps4 ps4 didn't come out till 2014 okay so it was okay it was introduced in 13 okay so at the at the tail end of the ps3 got it yeah so he had like all the previous gran turismo games like for mm-hmm. PlayStation 3 and whatever. So he would have been playing on PS3. Yeah. But like chronologically. So or 
yeah, 2013. Um, so yeah, he, so if he, they kind of had, they had him playing on like the PS4, it looked like. Like, I, I'm not, I have to go back and watch it again. Okay. Well, it was just like, it, it was inconsistent with like everything that they, they had going. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, he's, like he was on uh oh have you checked twitter and like instagram was was around and i'm like is it, like how long has instagram been around that's a great question like yeah. hold on <laughs> I, i'm gonna be looking up some dates here for a minute instagram was released to the public on april 6th 2010 Okay. Okay. And now I want to know. Okay. So here, here's where my issues come in. Okay. Spotify was around 2010, or not? Not Spotify. Instagram was around 2010. Spotify came out in 2008. Okay. Um. Why, in the hell, would Jan purchase Jack Salter? A freaking knockoff iPod. Maybe I don't know. Maybe because he wanted to start him off simple. The technology is inconsistent here because <laughs> it's like, okay, you have social media, you have a smartphone, you have this, you have that, but then it's like you're listening with like wired headphones, which I which I can I can buy, but it was weird that like. I mean, because even Jan didn't, he didn't have like, he had a, a music player, like a freaking iPod. Yeah. That wasn't an iPod, but still, I'm just like, I mean, it's, it's happening. It's a Sony movie, man. They they got to have everything Sony. Yeah, fair. But still, like, I'm like, mm. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you should have done a little bit better keeping track of what's what, because I don't think smartphones in 2011 were that big were they no they might have been at least like (laughs) androids iphones were still pretty small but androids might have been that big first smartphone okay that's not right when did the first touch screen phone (laughs) come out 1994. No, son of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna lose my ever-loving mind. Okay, never mind. Freaking, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, I'm trying to get at the music was inconsistent, or the 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 technology was inconsistent, and it bothers me. <laughs> oh um, shit. But the music itself are getting into like back into talking about the music. Um, I I didn't hate the music in this. Like I thought it was decent. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. Um, I don't know where I'm seven. That's around where I was thinking too. I mean, it was. I, <laughs> I guess, but oh my god, 
it wasn't the the best in the world. It was it wasn't the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um next up we got costumes. Uh so we had some pretty bitchin' costumes God, for me. for this one. Or at least the, the 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 racing outfits were were pretty sick. Um like I'm just pointing some out like this is the it was mostly like the jumpsuits, but the jumpsuits were freaking crisp. They were. Yeah, they look super good. Yeah, like super impressed with uh, with everything that they pulled out there. Like it felt like a nice, genuine, high quality uh, touch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he his was one of the. The bigger costumes like looking at their his racing outfit like his racing getup was awesome yeah um, i, I freaking loved how the uh i think that was may, may have been one of my favorite scenes is when they're standing in the line for le mans and they have all the lines of cars and the racers standing like with their pit crews and everything and everyone it was kind of like organized by color uh like creating a rainbow on the on the strip it was like it looked fantastic it did it really did it looked awesome yeah such a cool effect um so i mean i i really dug dug that um and then this is just a better look at their their outfits like i thought they were very like form fitting no yeah they looked super super good yeah um and then another one i want to point out and i know he was like the bad guy but kappa or team kappa i loved their their gold aesthetic like i thought it was freaking super dope fair enough freaking crisp as hell (laughs) um even though the dude was a freaking skadoosh bag but dude seriously though seriously yeah i really liked him or liked his look. So, I mean, overall, I think the costumes were definitely above average. Yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, I might be like an eight could be talked up to a nine. I don't think I can talk you up to a nine because I was at an eight as well. All right. Fair enough. Eight out of ten. All right, last up, we got our own personal scores. So you want to take this one, Rose? Oh, I would love to. Um, excuse me. Uh, so honestly, overall, when I walked out of this movie, I was surprised of how much I enjoyed it. Um, the racing was great, especially the freaking moments when they would slow that stuff down. Slow stuff down, slow the shit down. <laughs> um, and literally the car would just break apart and you would transition from the racetrack back to him being in his room playing Gran Turismo. Freaking love that stuff. Um, acting was pretty solid. Um, you know, did, did not judging not judging the movie for this, but like like Kayla pointed out, they definitely changed some things and uh from uh Jan's uh real real story. Um, they definitely changed some things to make make it fit more into the Hollywood, um, I guess, agenda 
Um, but you know what? It, it worked out. It, it, it was fine. I was fine with it. Um, so yeah, honestly, I had, I had a good time. I look forward to checking this movie out again. Um, so, but personal score. Um, I think I'm going to go in 83. Yeah, I'm actually in that ballpark as well. Um, I, I think it was definitely an above average racing movie for, for me, at least I know uh, I, there's not a lot of movies that I dislike or, or avoid watching, but racing movies are kind of in that field. I, I don't really care for racing movies. Um, and it's like any sort of races. Like I know I've seen like car races freaking horse races anything that's involves a race of some sort like i'm not into it Mm. this one was definitely one that um subverted my expectations because i didn't have the highest of hopes going into this um i thought the i wanted to go see this for the um the concept like the kind of the history behind it like figuring out oh like playstation put on this competition and blah 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 but i didn't end up being quite that way but it was cool it was it was a good movie um one i I probably see myself checking out again just because it was one that i uh i enjoyed enough to rewatch. but it's it's probably not one that i'm gonna like actively seek out like oh i need to watch it again it's just one that when it's like it comes available on streaming or if you end up purchasing it maybe like maybe i'll check it out again and right. or if just someone's in the mood for like a i think this is a, a shut your brain off movie for me because i think That's my a... my issues start lying once i start thinking about it a little bit more than what's on its surface level Fair. And I think like I, I kind of surprised myself with some of these scores. Um, so I'm 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 interested to see if I stand by these like I, I, I assume I will. But yeah, so I mean, this one, like I said, above average for me. So I, I'm slapping this. <sighs> I was going to say 80. I, I don't feel good about an 80. So I'm going to slap it at 79. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So with that, going through these categories real quick. Let me adjust my screen so I can actually see this shit. <laughs> um, all right. Starting off with story. We were sitting at a very solid 81. Moving on over to writing, we averaged out to a 77. Um, Acting made a jump up to 83. Character development is sitting at a 79.5. It was decent. It just wasn't the best in the world. And I think that's just kind of par for the course when it comes to like racing films. Fair enough. Um, all right. Next up, effects. Our highest uh, category sitting at a 94. Uh, music um, did have some Kenny G and Enya. Um, and that kind of just bumped the 
the soundtrack up a little bit. So we're sitting at a seven out of 10 for that. Uh, costumes, the it's a racing movie. You have to wear the track suits. So, yeah, that was a very solid eight out of 10. And then our personal score ended up averaging out to an 81. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, so with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Gran Turismo has come out to a drum noise. You are the worst. I know I am. You don't got to remind me. All right. But it came out to a B minus. OK. Yeah, I like that. I like it, too. Yeah. I like I was tr- trying to think of where I'd be fine with this setting and C plus just seems a little too harsh for this film. I agree. Yeah. B minus. Perfect. Yeah. It, and it's it's a sturdier B minus. So, so our cutoff for a B minus is an 80 and this ended up getting an 82.56. Right, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, Let's check out where it ranked within the b minus Ooh, actually ended up scoring pretty high all right so out of our b minus movies which we have 35 of this was actually our number three hell yeah yeah um so like i said it is sitting at an 82.56 which puts it Below Mulan, the remake Mulan, which okay. is at a, an 82.62. Uh, it's below The Greatest Showman, which is at an 82.93. All right. It is below Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is at an 83.06. So this is the first movie in the B category. Okay. Um, just like because I said it's at the top of the B minus list, so yeah. we're, we're in B category now. Gotcha. Um, it is also below Violent Night, which is at an eighty-three point one eight. Okay. And then finally, it is below Shazam, which is at an eighty-three point two five. Okay. Um, going the opposite direction, and I feel like we might have some thoughts on this. Uh, oh. It is sitting above Scream 6. You know, I actually am okay with that. Are you? I am because I recently because um, so I recently uh, rewatched uh, Scream 5 because um, I haven't watched that since it came out. And I actually think I like that more than Scream 6. I mean, I don't know where we rank Scream 5 if it was above 5 or if it, if it was above 6. Um, but just, yeah, the more, like, don't get me wrong, Scream 6 is good, but, like, I think I actually enjoyed Gran Turismo a little more. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know where we put um, the other Scream movie. Or Scream 5. Um, all right, let's see. All right, it's sitting above The Hunt, which is at an 82.47. Okay. It's above Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is at an 82.43. That doesn't make me happy. <laughs> um, I it love is that above movie. what? Because I love that movie. <laughs> Let's see. It's above Let's Be Cops, which is at an 82.37. All right. 
And then finally, it is above Ron's Gone Wrong, which is at an 82.31. Does that kill you? Not really. Really? Okay. I will wow. say I, I do think I enjoyed Gran Turismo a bit more than I liked Ron's Gone Wrong. All right. But Ron's Gone Wrong, I'm going to go back and rewatch more often than Gran Turismo. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So, yeah, that's where it ended up breaking. Hell yeah. All right. Well, unless you got anything else to add. I got um, Yeah. So I believe that will wrap up this week's uh, episode. Uh, so if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Uh, you can also follow and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter or X. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, TikTok. <laughs> Name escaped <laughs> me for a minute. Uh, we are on Letterboxd. Like we're ba- we're basically everywhere there too. And you haven't been keeping up with Letterboxd, asshole. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I added one today. Doesn't help much, but you know, I know, I know. I thought you put in I'm a fired. reminder on your phone. I did, and I keep ignoring them. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, man. oh yeah, five o'clock. Okay, I'll do it in like five minutes. Yeah, I never do. I'm gonna set something up to like automatically message you every day, be like, Hey, did you do letterboxed? You should. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, we're on all social media um, at the All Bros. Um, yeah. Uh, you can also email us at the All Bros channel at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us in any way, shape, and form. Uh, we would love to hear uh, episode ideas. Um, uh, I am drawing a freaking blank episode ideas if you want to join us for an episode uh if you want to recommend a movie for us to break down or to uh just make a recommendation video for tiktok and instagram and all that like you could you whatever the hell you want like freaking hit us up like we'd love to get those suggestions from people um yeah, or you can check out our website, which you can find links to everything that we do. Tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. Um, yeah. Uh, so next week, uh, we will be breaking down dumb money, which is another interest. kind of interesting. Another historical like history movie. Obviously, this one's a little bit more recent, but yeah, still like kind of funny how we had that happen for us yeah <laughs> um so yeah you guys can look forward to us breaking that down next week until then this has been the all bros podcast i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we will catch you guys next week deuces show long that was not good I know it wasn't. I was hoping you kind of sounded like a dying cat.